Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Sideways in Time. I am your host, co-host, with the most, uh, root beer floats. Anyways, I'm Lucha Chris. The one we toast. The, oh, I missed that one. You're a better rapper than me. And always <laughs> to my, this side over here, and I did it right this week, uh, my, my, my great friend, my my uh my bearded friend i'm i'm killing it every time i i intro you man you know they get, they get better and better i mean maybe one time we'll get one right patriot pat everybody hey everybody how you doing pat hey, i'm doing well uh if you noticed uh uh my wife trimmed up my beard a little I bit did. Um, yeah yeah i was getting a little too scraggly and she hates it because i don't look like i'm in zz top anymore so <laughs> well um, she did it yeah, yeah. Well, she did it because I asked her to. Oh, okay. Know. What so, a what a good and, one. Yeah, she cried the whole time. I think Sarah McLaughlin was playing in the background. And, you know. loved the <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so. today you could donate a dollar to help grow Patrick's beard back. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know where we we'll we'll put our Venmo info up. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Donate a dollar to get me biotin to get my beard back and make my wife happy. That's we'll do it. Don't don't tempt us. <laughs> I feel like it. I mean, even though it was only a week ago, I feel like we haven't talked in forever. Well, we've had a busy week. We did a day. We did a day early last week, and then we did a day late this week. Oh, that's week. right. I forgot we did a day early last week. Yeah. Okay, so, so that makes sense. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about it. And I was like, oh man, I I haven't had my my luch fix in a while. <laughs> I know it's weird. Um, so we're going to change up the format of the show a little bit today. We're, we're going to try some new things out as we progress. Cause again, as you can see up here, I mean, it's only episode seven, which feels kind of weird. I feel like we've been doing this longer than that for some reason, but, uh, we did our first one there in that, in that library, which was super interesting. And I actually wouldn't mind doing that again one of these days. Uh, but yeah, so we, we want to play around with some ideas and see what sticks. Um, I mean, we're both a couple of nerds. And obviously we're huge wrestling fans, but we have a lot of other things in common when it comes to things like pop, pop culture and movies, video games, music, that kind of thing. So I figured maybe if we incorporate just a little bit of that to the show as well, uh, you know, that's what we want to talk about. So hopefully you want to listen to it. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's also like a more like a getting to know you stuff. So sure. it's not just wrestling, you know, it's more like a, oh shit, this dude likes this. He's not that much of an asshole as I thought. <laughs> There's me specifically is what we talking well, about. I, actually, I was thinking of me, but you know, <laughs> either way, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I figure if 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 we are interested in things outside of wrestling within the the realm of pop culture and entertainment. There's got to be other people that want to hear us talk, you know, that talk about the same stuff like we do. So, uh, so to start the show off today, we're just going to kind of go into. We did it a little bit last week at the middle of the show. Uh, but we're going to talk about just some random pop culture stuff and kind of talk about what we're into right now, what we're not into. Um, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. I was trying to find things to discuss. Um, and I found domestic box office numbers for October. And because uh, I figured No Time to Die would probably be the top dog right now. Um, un- unpopular. Uh, situation here i have never seen any not one 007 movie ever 
Uh, My wife is the same way. We watch a commercial. She's, she's like, fun Casey fact. I've never seen a James Bond movie. I'm like, what? Uh, it's not that I don't, I've never wanted to watch them. I just, it's never, it's like the Fast and Furious movies. For whatever reason, I've never watched any of them. Not that they're bad or anything. I just, you know, there's a lot of movies out there. Uh, yeah. But uh, it No Time to Die is number two. Um, and I guess the total gross was $103 million and some change, obviously. What do you think is number one? This one's weird to me, and I don't know why. Number one, uh, I want to say October 1st. It came out October 1st? Yeah, so the first of the month. Uh, Venom? Venom. Yeah, there will be carnage. Like, And I haven't watched it yet, and I will. Uh but I didn't expect you win. I didn't expect that to still be at number one at $170 million so far in total gross. Um, Halloween kills is number three. Uh, but I don't understand how this ranking system works because it says it's number three, but it only made so far 54, $54 million. So it made half as much as no time to die but it's still number three. By the way, did you watch Halloween Kills yet? Do you like horror? Nah, not much of a, not much of a slasher. Okay. Well, then don't watch it. Uh, <laughs> I, it's probably a hot take because I know some people loved it. I didn't necessarily hate it, but it's different. Um, that's really all I'll get into since you're not really much of a fan. There's not a whole lot of discussion to ha- be had there, but uh in fact, uh, uh, I've never seen a Halloween movie. The first one's amazing. Like, even if you're not a, a traditional horror slasher fan, it's it's really good because it's super slow paced. It's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. It's not super, super gory. It's kind of like I, I always equate it to the same, very similar to like the first Saw movie. Because the first Saw movie was not that gnarly. It wasn't super gory. It had some gore, but it had as much gore as like seven. And that was, you know, it, it wasn't like shock value gore and blood and guts and all that. And so anyways, the first one's great. The one they did in 2018 was pretty good, which was supposed to technically be the sequel to the original. And they skipped all this, the other sequels. And then this one's a sequel to that. And it's, it's a, it's a different thing altogether. Uh, anyways, uh, family value or Adam's family Two. Number four, Shang Chi. Number five, Many States of Newark. I could talk about that for a couple hours. Uh, number six, and so on and so on. So yeah, I just thought it was weird that Venom was still number one. I believe it. I think I might try to see it. I got today and tomorrow off. I might try to pop out and catch it. Hey, I'll be at work today in Liberty. If uh, if I mean, I can't hook you up with a discount or anything, but okay. Well, I, I already got AMC. <laughs> I already got AMC tickets. Like wow. This was, dude, this was before you, uh, you, you went to work. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know, man. That's all right. Next time, next time I won't invite you. Uh, and then in uh, this month also, there's a released quite a few pretty badass video games. Um, I know a lot of people are excited about quite a few of them. I'm excited for quite a few of them. It's actually a big Nintendo release month. Um, but Far Cry 6, I believe dropped finally. Uh, oh it did it did have you played it yet oh yeah i'm playing it (laughs) see i still need to get it but i'm deciding whether i want it on ps4 or my pc i keep disappearing um yeah no 
but I've heard great things so far from the people I've uh, I've talked to that have played the like the pre the early access and shit like that. It's it's a lot of fun, and the nice thing is is I do game share with my son. Yeah, and having an eighteen year old son with the disposable income means I don't <laughs> have to buy many video games because he fucking buys them all. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he usually works out. He'll buy the game. I'll buy the DLC. So oh, okay, right on. That's that's an awesome setup. But, uh, uh, pretty pretty far cry so far as it has it changed or developed yeah, much the, else outside of that the one difference is when you're in like your home camp you go into third person i heard about kinda, that yeah, yeah that's kind of that's kind of <laughs> jarring but um yeah other than that it's you know a lot of fun you get the silly companions they're going a little more over the top with the weaponry so it's it's far cry it, now like that's just what they do it's now. like it's like almost like yeah it's going to like just cause territory which don't get me wrong i fucking oh, love I just it. cause i think they were a blast but yeah so it, it's getting into that first person just cause thing and then um oh who the hell's the actor the, yeah, the, the guy from breaking bad breaking bad dude yeah he uh he's phenomenal in it you know and they did a really good job rendering him the villains uh, in all of the far cry games have been the highlight of every far cry game like the main yeah, from the, uh yeah, three on. Yeah, 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 yeah. A hundred percent. Like the yeah. the what was the family's name from five? Seed. Uh, Seed. Yeah, that I thought that storyline was fucking fantastic. That that whole yeah. thing was just so just icky. Like that, yeah. it it was so good. And then and then you go back into uh, was it New Horizons the yeah. the sequel to after the the nukes drop. Oh, spoiler alert! If you yeah. haven't played Far Cry Five a four-year-old game but anyway um <laughs> the, the nukes go off in the end in montana but yeah uh so joseph seeds in uh far cry new horizon or new dawn or whatever yeah and uh yeah and he's a good guy in that, with the twins, I mean, right yeah yeah i'm playing and, that yeah one you're, right you're working with it he's like you know an anti-hero kind of like right seth rollins was the messiah that was <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm really stoked. I can't wait to it's gonna be a little while before I get it just because with how bad my internet is here, trying to download it's gonna take like four days. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, but I am gonna get it because I'm I'm a I'm a I didn't think I was until five and I liked four and three, but I'm officially a diehard Far Cry fan and I think I'll follow them into oblivion at this point. Um oh see, I bought Far Cry two at GameStop. They had the deluxe version for like 12 bucks then this is 360 so this is you know 15 years ago or whatever and i was like i had 12 bucks you know if or 10 bucks or whatever it was i'm like if it sucks i'm out 10 bucks and i fucking love that yeah and then yeah but far cry 3 that's still the standard bearer for me i would you know it's so uh, good yeah it was it was so fucking good yeah so uh some other ones like i said switch nintendo's releasing quite a few games here recently uh the new Mario Party's dropping. I don't know if it's. I, I don't think it's out yet. I pre-ordered it, but I think it comes out next week. If, maybe next week. Anyways, I don't know if you're a Mario Party fan, but I grew up. I played the shit out of Mario Party. I love uh, Mario Party. I just I don't have a Nintendo anymore. Gotcha. But yeah, um, when I had the 64, those were a blast. I still have mine. I love my 64. Oh. Uh, it's still like literally one of the ones I had from way back. Um, and it's got like the 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 uh, expansion. Yeah. Thing so you can play donkey kong country yep yeah <laughs> uh 
Guardians of the Galaxy game. Uh, I haven't heard a whole lot about it. I'm not as interested right now. I maybe I will be down the road, but uh, is this is this the no? This isn't the Telltale game. This is like an no, actual. This is like, the actual like action shoot them up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Metroid Dread is another one that's supposed to be pretty fucking amazing because it's like it's going back to the original style of Metroid, but with all the new graphics and gameplay. Ooh, cool. Uh, there's a lot of hype around that game, and hopefully it's not bad because I know they they've had a couple duds. Uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. It's a I don't know again a great original game, and this is basically a complete remake of all of the other games in one. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then uh, I got a couple buddies been playing Back for Blood since it's been released. There's a lot of hit or miss apparently in that one. Uh, the hype surrounding it must have kind of did it no favors um yeah i i mean calling it the left for dead success they did that with evolve right you know they, they from the people that brought you left for dead blah blah, blah and it kind of fell flat i downloaded because i have xbox game pass so yeah. i got it free um and uh so i downloaded it but i got nobody to play with um so celtic swede on the xbox it's one word um would you guys the, play uh, with this guy will, will you come play with me play with them yeah we don't have to tell my wife um <laughs> or do <laughs> or do it'll it'll be our secret um i've also been playing a lot of fallout 76 uh once they revamp that um yeah Is they've that been adding, i don't know they might be i don't I've know because i've got it on pc i think pc and xbox are crossplay. i don't know about ps4 though um try it out one of these days but uh it's a lot of fun. You know, they have the Halloween updates. You can go trick or treating at your uh, at all the camps on on That's the map funny. and stuff. So nice. I haven't played in several months, but I once I finally started to get into it, I tried it a couple times and I I didn't really like it very much. But then once I really just like stuck it out and got through that first you know however many hours of gameplay to really get in and figure out how to play, I actually ended up liking it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you're into right now? Nah, yeah, I fear the Walking Dead. The, the new season's out. I got a bunch of episodes DVR'd, but people are saying it's shit. So yeah, I've heard nothing but bad things. I, I haven't know, watched so. since the first season of the fir- of the actual show. So yeah, so I, I'll slug it out. Um, <laughs> I'm still yeah, I'm a fucking Walking Dead mark. I even watched the new one because it was like kind of for tweens or whatever. The, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, walking dead and fear the walking dead. Yeah. I fucking mark out for them. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll, one of these days I'll dive back in, but like I said, I only watched the first season. I read all the books and like, and I have, I think the, I have the first series, um, hardback. Uh, but anyway, um, I never got into it. I think at that point I was so burnt out on zombies because it was mm-hmm. just the thing for everybody was doing zombies that I didn't care about a a human drama involving zombies, I guess is, but, uh, yeah. So it, you know, we're going to do that this from uh time to time throughout the weeks, uh, on the show, because honestly, it's a little bit more organic sometimes to talk about everything else going on than just wrestling. Cause as mm-hmm. much as, as much as if you know us and we know each other, we absolutely love wrestling. And that's probably, you know, it's the top tier. It's everything that we love all in one package. You know what I mean? It's music, video games, sports, entertainment, comedy, drama. Like it's got everything. So clearly 
you know, wrestling's our thing. And speaking of, uh, we're going to dive into our weekly uh, Band from Ringside guest, Band from Ringside podcast at BFR Pod on Twitter. Jason Cornelius Bell, JCB, the, the great, the legend. He's got a rant again this week. And uh, I think I agree with quite a bit of what he's about to say. Uh, so without further ado, here's JCB with his weekly rant. He's heating up. This is banned from ringside. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, JCB, Jason Cornelius Bell, with my weekly rant this week. And uh, I'm going to talk about this fictitious war between AEW and WWE fans. I had a, I wouldn't even call it an interesting conversation, more of a, a waste of time with, a, I would assume, a WWE fan who basically had told me that all the WWE fans that he encountered are great and all the AEW fans are toxic, toxic to a new level, so on and so forth. First and foremost, this isn't a war. Nobody's paying you jokers to get give your opinion on social media or whatever the case may be. If you're one of these guys that are like really into this quote-unquote war where this is what your daily basis of social media interaction is that you need a fucking job or a girlfriend or something along those lines touch some grass go see a fucking football game something along those lines because wrestling isn't that fucking important it's two guys or two women in the ring I'll go with guys in this case in their underwear, fake fucking fighting. I don't give a shit about who has the better demo. I don't give a shit about Nielsen ratings that are so antiquated that most motherfuckers don't even give a shit about it anymore. At the end of the day, it is about being entertained. And I don't care if you like AEW more. I don't care if you like WWE more. The fact of the matter is there are shitty fans on both sides of the fence, on the AEW side and the WWE side side the fact that you that this gentleman said that there is only one side that has bad fans makes total sense why would you turn on your own if you're a wwe guy you're not going to attack your own wwe brother and are you of course not people so let's get your heads out of the sand let's start acting like this is supposed to be fun and entertaining and not like the Monday night wars of 20 years ago. And that really wasn't a war either. Okay. I'll say this much social media has allowed people to say what they want to say without getting their ass handed to you. And that's fine. I totally understand that. I don't respect it, but I totally can understand that. This is one of those times where I really think that it's it's just time for everybody to go play in their own little sandbox. AEW guys play with the AEW guys. WWE guys go play with the WWE guys because clearly you guys can't get along in the same sandbox. And it's all over professional wrestling. That's a goddamn shame. This is your boy JCB. I'm out. This is banned from ringside. And, of course, uh, as usual, I don't always agree with everything that JCB says, especially, you know, if you listen to their podcast every Friday, Banned from Ringside podcast, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. Uh, this whole segment was kind of based on the fact that every episode of their show, he usually just goes off the rails and is 
probably way too mad about some things in, in uh that involve wrestling. And this rant, though, I think he makes quite a bit of sense. And so because of that, we're actually going to dive a little deeper into this discussion um, here for just a little bit. Uh, because, you know, this war between WWE and AEW, um, it's intriguing as hell. But I also think that treating it as this war is almost trying to tread too much of a nostalgia thing for me personally. And I think competition is good, yes. But I also, for me personally, yet again, like my opinion solely is that they kind of both sides need to pump the brakes a little bit on the constant let's talk about the other guy. Unless they're both, you know, again, there's there's going to be plenty of stuff that we don't actually know anything about and will never. So who knows if people backstage in both programs are like, Hey, let's just fucking talk about each other. Let's poke, let's poke at each other because all it's going to do is create conversation about both sides, which is good. Um, but I don't know if I really care for it to be a war, let them compete with each other. Sure. That's, that's not going to do anything, but bring good, to the entire landscape of the business, but I don't think we're at war. I don't think we're war ready yet. Like that, it, it, I don't know. What do you, how you feel about that? Um, yeah, the whole bashing each other's company. I mean, uh, yeah, I've noticed listening to a lot of AEW interviews, they don't mention WWE. They'll mention, you know, oh yeah, I could go to that other company or Impact or Ring of Honor or something like that. You know, they 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 will specifically not mention WWE. Plus, WWE is also in its own little bubble. It's its own thing. Um, but now that I'm looking at the way things are. I don't necessarily want another Monday night war because you have a different thing every night right now. I don't want a Monday right. night or a Friday night war or a Wednesday night war. Right. I would rather just, you know, it's all the same fucking audience just spread out over different shows. Mostly. And, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. For the most part, I mean, you have your loyalists and stuff um, or you have your people that are avoiding a brand. Um, right. Like us. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, but, uh, um, you know, for the most part, the same people that are watching WWE, you, you get most of them watching AEW, and then a fraction of that is watching Impact and so on and so forth, and New Japan and Ring of Honor and all that. So I I think right now, putting on the best show um, and, you know, getting the ratings for your night, I think that's, you know, most important. I you know, just just putting on a good show for your fucking fans. I think that's far more important than competing with the other guy. I mean, you know, as much as WWE uh, sours a lot of people, they're not fucking going anywhere. You're oh, not no, going to take never. them down. You know, never. that's like, that's like a high school team going, we're going to fuck up the Yankees. I they're mean, Disney. you know, they're the Disney yeah. of wrestling. Like even exactly. whether we like it or not, they're not going anywhere. And I hope they don't. That's the thing. Like, yeah, where does this war if it's going to be a quote-unquote war again what was the outcome of the last one one company we lost a company we lost two companies yeah we lost two companies and i don't want that because in both of these companies and including also if you want to sub down into all the other companies that are going like impact and everything else ring of honor mlw all that stuff it's 
I don't want to, they're, they're all so loaded with awesome talent that I don't want to see any of them go out of business. I want, if the only competition I want to see is because, and I'm sure I, I might speak for you in this as well. Like we grew up WWF guys, you know, and, and WCW, but I, I include them with the WWE WWF discussion at this point. Like I want to see them prosper because that's what got me into wrestling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and whether or not you watched anything even before WWF was huge, you still WWF more than likely kept you there, you know? And so I want to see them do good. They have so much, like I said, they have so much talent. Like there's no reason to have a quote unquote war that could potentially tr put one of them out. I don't want to see, obviously don't want to see AEW go anywhere. That's my favorite wrestling there is right now, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but uh, Nick Jackson, did some kind of interview recently, um, but he, and he made a decent point um, when he asked about competing, you know, WWE competing with dynamite. He said he loved it. Uh, quote unquote. He said, I love it. That's exactly what wrestling needs right now. Competition. They've been so comfortable the last two decades that they need something like this. This only helps the whole landscape of wrestling. And I completely agree. The competition is fine. The, the, the term war though needs to go. Like they need to continuously compete for decades and decades and decades, only making all of these products better. But I think we started the war and yeah. they're just kind of writing, writing with us on it, you know, and taking it because it's fanfare at this point. They also know that's what we're asking for. Not we, me and you, but we as fans. Um, so yeah, no, I, go ahead. And if like Friday night, perfect example you know each of them with you know each company was you know flexing how big their dick is well then the numbers came out and smackdown did 800 what 800,000 whatever rampage did 600,000 whatever so smackdown won but in the 18 to 49 demo uh AEW had more viewers than smackdown so then people are saying AEW won so i mean you know, there, there, there's no winner, you know, because it's like, well, total viewers, but, you know, but but we got the demo, which is the most important thing. That's what the advertisers look at. It's so, you know, I hear both people saying we won and you didn't, you know. Well, and I think the wins and losses, as far as the fans are concerned, are on an individual basis. It's not us as a group because we all like what we like for for different reasons. So if I watch SmackDown this week and I liked it more than I liked rampage that's you won that, that's all yeah I'm, i enjoyed wrestling this week mm -hmm. so i and like i was telling my brother at work the other night might might have even been yesterday it's easier finally it's made fans like me realize when all we had was wwe and there was impact and stuff but let's be real you know they weren't even on the spectrum at that point before mm -hmm. aew blew up you know like they did but all we could do is bitch about WWE because that's all we had. We had no other comparison. There was nothing. If we didn't like it, that's all the wrestling we technically had to watch. There was a lot of the indie stuff too, which helped me in the long run stay with wrestling um, ultimately before AEW and everything else popcorn. But now that there's multiple shows to watch from multiple companies, I don't, first of all, I don't have to watch WWE if I don't like it, which makes it easier for me not to bitch about it constantly. You know, I don't have to like it. And if I decide to watch it and I like it, I liked it. Like that's, it's as simple as that. And I think, 
you know, and I get caught up in it too. I'm sure you do too, but like, it's just being taken way too seriously. Let's just enjoy it or, or don't watch it. It's that simple. Yeah. Well, I mean, my big thing about bashing on WWE is because, like, I still feel like a jaded girlfriend or ex-girlfriend. Right. Yeah, you know, 100%. I'll feel that way for a while. But also, like, up until a couple of years ago, your alternative to WWE was WWE. Yeah, you had, NXT. You had, you had NXT. Yep. And then you also had NXT UK, which were, you know, it were, there were three vastly different products, the main roster, NXT, yeah. and NXT UK. Well, so, I mean, it was and just technically 205 Live as well. You know, there. I know yeah. a lot of people that, yeah. that religiously watch too. I never watched it, but uh, it from time to time. But, but you know, and I mean, now I'm, I'm so I'm so pissed that just the way I, you know, I'm, I haven't even I, I haven't even watched it in a while. Any WWE, and I won't. Yeah, I will eventually. You know, but and because there are some intriguing storylines, and I'm I'm. And, and we're, we're going to get into this in just a minute. Um, but they're doing some strange things that I would assume is, you know, a, a direct, uh, directly towards trying to compete a little bit or, you know, see if they can grab some of the AEW viewers. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll watch eventually. Um, but uh, I'll be right back. Uh, entertain our, our listeners and our viewers for just a second. Now you're putting me on the fucking spot. I can't. I can't just dance on command, motherfucker. That was spontaneous. That was where the dude got to take a shit halfway through the show, leaving me here. Oh god, damn! Fucking, you know, it takes him a long time to pee because he's got that micro penis. Uh, you know, it, it comes out. It's like an aerosol can. Just. Pfft. Okay, so yeah, sorry about that. My dog, my my, I have to mute my mic now every time I'm not speaking because my dog is uh, yelling at everything in the world right now out there, um, and I'm sure everyone listening and watching can hear it. So he just wants to talk about wrestling, you guys. So going with, <laughs> speaking of not shitting on WWE, um, damn it, I'm gonna have to do it for a second. Um, Okay, well, while you do that, I'll be right back. All right. So there, you know, technically there is uh, some interesting things happening within this. And what I'm about to get into is the King of the Ring and the uh, Queen's Crown. Um, And again, there's some highlights, some positive highlights, and there are some negative highlights. Um, First of all, I, I... I fully believe that um, King of the Ring should be its own pay-per-view again, an entire tournament that doesn't just involve two, four, six, eight competitors. Um, But I will say today, as we're recording this, um, so you'll be hearing this a day later, uh, but Crown Jewel is today. Um, Blood in the sand, whatever you want to call it. I won't be watching it which is unfortunate because I agree with band from ringside. When I listened to their show from last week, this card is stacked. It's the WrestleMania worthy card. It really, really, really is. So in all honesty, I'm not watching it today, but I might still go through and kind of check it out because this card is, is extremely intriguing. And and I, and big golden check Mark uh, for WWE on that one, because, and that's why they did it. Cause they know that going to Saudi is controversial. 
So right. you put on an awesome card where people are like, well, I'm not going to get to see this any other time. Well, that's yeah. like Zach from Band from Ringside. He said the same, like, they don't, we don't watch Crown Jewel, right? Like, there's a whole, there's a lot of reasons. But he even said, he's like, damn it, I may not watch it live, but I'm probably going to have to watch it because this card is stacked. So anyway, obviously the final of the King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown tournament are today. Um, so again, you guys will be ahead of us by the time you hear this, but Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods. Now, if you're not hundred percent sure Xavier Woods is the reason apparently why we have a King of the Ring tournament this year, he fought for it and fought for it and fought for it. Um, I find it strange. First of all, I thought for sure Jinder Mahal would have won, um, just because of crown jewel. Now, I know that's a race thing and I, you know, you can attack me if you want, but they do that kind of thing for Crown Jewel, and I don't blame them either. They want to see their people on the show, and I, I totally get that. Uh, but Xavier Woods beats Gender Mahal, rightfully so in this case. Uh, nothing against gender, but Xavier needs the he needs the, uh, the 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 golden banana sticker for for making this tournament happen again. But him versus Finn Balor is very interesting. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Like it's, it's very intriguing because obviously other members of the new day are, have been doing and are doing big things. Um, so Xavier is the, the odd man out and has been, um, and Finn Balor being a multiple time champion, you know, between NXT and the universal champion and, 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 uh, some mid card titles, like he's considered one of the top guys. Who do you who do you have on this one? I, I see Xavier winning. I mean, Finn doesn't need it, um, you know. And but then why put Finn in it to make Xavier look good, you know? That's and good, also, also, Sami Zayn was the other semifinalist. We all know he's now going there. Um, oh yeah, that that was a that was a big yeah. That's okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I love I love the tweets. Oh, what do you think of King Sammy? It's not gonna fucking happen no it, um, not not at blood of the sand if it wasn't there no, you'd do it no. um yeah so yeah i but then i could also see uh wwe doing the swerve and giving it to finn just to fucking throw what's a the, wrench into things what's the what's the outcome there what's the point i don't know some of the things they do i don't know the outcome i think xavier would be the logical choice being that yeah. he hasn't had a push so it would make sense to put him in a crown. He's over the top. He'd be one of the very few, unless they do some shady shit, but he'd be one of the very few faces to win King of the Ring. It's oh, and of, he, would, he would be entertaining as hell. As, I, I agree. I think it would know? put him just a, just a right amount over the top to where he would actually finally have a foot. Um, and so within the first couple rounds, I mean, we have an eight-minute match, a 12-minute match, 11-minute match, nine minute match, 12 minute match, 10 minute match. So <clears throat> the reason I'm saying that is because over at the Queens crown tournament, first round match, Zelina Vega versus Tony storm, 10, uh, two minutes and 10 seconds. Liv Morgan versus Carmella, one minute and 40 seconds. Dana Brooke versus Shayna Baszler, one minute and 25 seconds. Dewdrop versus Natalia, three minutes, even. Zelina versus Carmella in round two, two minutes and 40 seconds. Selena, Shayna Baszler versus Dewdrop, two minutes and 45 seconds. Zelina Vega 
versus Dewdrop in the finals at Crown Jewel. Wait, Shayna didn't make it to the finals? Duh. <laughs> Fucking duh. But even, she got uh, beat by Dewdrop. Like nothing against and nothing against her because she is a she is a great wrestler. But she's fucking brand new to the main roster they all they did was basically make fun of her and make her look like a joke when she got there and now she's beating Shayna fucking baszler but you know why Shayna baszler can't win why because she's a lesbian Uh, going to saudi arabia for the finals like and and i'm not again this is not I'm, i'm just being the voice of of what's happening here i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that good on her if she no, is, no, it's you know, it's 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 a statement on the you know on the status over there. So it's just yeah. another fucking thing, red flag for that whole pay per view. But Dewdrop versus Zelina Vega. Don't get me wrong. Wait a second, Dewdrop is by. I apparently they don't know that, but <laughs> Zel- but like Zelina Vega, like this whole thing, like why is Liv Morgan le- losing in the fucking first round? Yeah. What are they doing with her? She's been killing it. Tony Storm. Loses in the first fucking round? Like. <laughs> yeah, Tony what? Storm, former NXT UK champion, loses in what, a minute 20 or something? 210? Two minutes and 10 seconds. To Zelina Vega, which again, I'm a fan, but she's not really what I would call one of the strongest women wrestlers in their company. Like, t- against Tony Storm? You got me fucked up. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so that's that's gonna happen today. So uh who you got? Zelina Vega or a dewdrop? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think it matters. I, don't give it, yeah. I guarantee you it's Zelina because yeah. they're gonna try to keep her there. They put a crown on her, make her the queen. You know I can see that. Maybe she goes into a program with Charlotte because queen stuff. Anyway. So, or maybe uh, she'll beat she'll beat Shayna in three minutes because Queen of Spades versus Queen of the Ring or whatever. I hope, I, and I know this is one of those things that I, it doesn't have to be uh, AEW, but I hope Shayna gets the fuck out of there before because she's already older. She's in her forties already, and as far as you know, wrestling age, that's that's you know you're getting there. She's but got think, she's, she's got five years left, maybe. Right. So let her go fucking spend five years like like uh ruby soho which is you know significantly younger but let her go fucking play let her go whoops i don't care if it's AEW. she'd be great in impact honestly she'd probably be fucking fantastic at impact as a matter of fact take her ass to japan you know like she's so fucking good and it's it's a travesty i'm gonna move the fuck on because i'm getting heated and i don't want to take uh you know jcb's sting from being uh you know all heated up but that, that whole thing just is stupid, except for possibly Xavier Woods maybe winning King of the Ring, even being that it was his concept to bring it back and that whole thing. That's a decent story to tell. But the women's one is a fucking joke. And why isn't it called Queen of the Ring? Anyway, moving on. A transition into our main event of the evening. I'm going to do a little pro wrestling history today in pro wrestling history. So as of we're recording this, October 21st, 2001 WWF held their No Mercy pay per view in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, from the Savage Center. Oh, oh, fuck you. Uh, go Cubs, go. <laughs> whatever. Uh, continuing the WCW WWF invasion storyline. Um, 
it was weird. This pay-per-view on paper should have been awful. Um, but it was actually awesome. Like the whole mid card lower and mid card of the show, there wasn't a lot of like interference, which at this point it's the, it's the invasion angle. There was a lot of that going on and it was actually just mostly solid matches. Everything was pretty much, nothing was bad. Even the, the fucking lingerie match they had was at least watchable. You know, it was it, that shit is cringy as hell these days, but two hot girls wrestling in lingerie. I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong there, but, uh, and then the stuff that happened in the main events where there was some interference made sense story-wise. Like it's actually this pay-per-view is one of my favorite pay-per-views of that era. I'm not even going to lie. Um, and then we had Jim Ross and Paul Heyman on commentary, which was always a good combo. Um, so yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, and the reason why I use that as the segue is because our main event tonight, our what if, uh, in wrestling history, uh, is what if the invasion angle actually worked? Like, what if it, what if it wasn't such a dud? Um, there's a lot of things that would have had to happen for that to work, but before we get into it, let's strap in, open up the, 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 the suicide doors of the, uh, of the time machine. Jump in that motherfucker, type in uh, 2001, I guess, 2002. And uh, we're going to go sideways in time and talk about what if the WWE, WWF invasion or WCW invasion uh, actually worked out and would have been super cool. Um, Quick history, obviously, WWE buys WCW uh, at the end of the 90s into the early 2000s, and they started the storyline around WrestleMania uh, of this invasion angle of WCW and then ECW. uh, And it was kind of awful for for the... There were some good moments, but for the most part as a whole, it was the worst booked invasion angle of something that was building for years and years and years. Um, you would have thought somebody would have had it in the back of their mind that, oh, when we buy that WCW, this is what we're going to do. The problem was most of their top talent was under contract still for another few years where they could just go home and sit. Kevin Nash. They were uh, the, the thing was they were under uh, a bunch of the top talent were under contract with Time Warner. Right, not right, WCW right, exactly. So they they did you know, yeah they got to sit at home. Whereas the a lot of the newer talent were under contract with WCW itself. Right. So they did bring over quite a, a quite a few uh, good talent, um, but it was just the way everything was booked. You know, Booker T coming over was huge. That was actually one of the be- probably their best get in that whole thing um, at the time. You know, but they also had the likes of like you know fucking buff bagwell and uh uh sean stasiak and which who was already in ww i don't remember if it was before or after when he was known as meat um which was great i think it was i think it was after yeah i don't remember he didn't last very long after that but uh i think he's a chiropractor now hell yeah um so yeah it was it was pretty awful so like i said we're gonna jump back and let's start from you know, that initial uh, Nitro Raw simulcast, right? So we'll start from when, if Vince McMahon says that he bought WCW. I'm not going to fantasy book. I think that could have been a completely different way as well. Uh, I think they should have just, real quick, and this is just like a side note, I think they should have 
not even mentioned because fans are smart even back then they would have known but not even mentioned they bought WCW and let Nitro run for a few more months, if not the, the rest of the year. And then slowly did the invasion that way where they were pulling guys and girls off of the roster and doing the jumping like a war. That, that way it would almost seem like the war is still happening and then maybe WCW got the, the advantage again over WWF by coming in and invading WWE. Um, how, how would you have how would you have started the invasion and who would you have brought in to uh it, or if even if it was the same roster i mean would you have done what would you have done a little differently in the beginning there um well first i like your idea and uh, yeah the only problem was they were you know tnt wanted wanted them off tv i mean if they could have had another tv deal you know and just uh oh, nitro is moving to fucking whatever wgn um, you know, uh, I think, you know, and then they could have just drawn it out that way. And I like your scenario now. Okay. So I think fantasy booking, if I had that roster that I had at that time, cause Shane McMahon comes out and you're expecting Hogan sting flair and you get, you know, Mike awesome, Sean O'Hare and, you know, Sean Stasiak and Mark Jindrak, nothing against those guys. Great competitors. Right. Two of the four well, actually were really great, but even still, I get your point. But, but yeah, but it's like, where's, where's Hogan? Where's Hall? Where's Nash? Um, Goldberg. Stasiak. Yeah. Uh, fucking, uh, but I think what I would have done is had your, well-known established long time you know ddp and uh Which booker t Jesus um Christ. and uh you know oh who who else did they have that was What's ddp that? and booker t the only two like super established names probably other than like buff bagwell um oh, okay oh, yeah but even buff bagwell he had a decent following right. um scott steiner you know, a little bit later so i would have taken i would have taken those three and they would have been the focal point because they were the ones that, you know, everybody knew, okay, you weren't getting the A-listers, basically. Right. You know, you're getting the B-listers, but they were still super-duper over. Um, I would have had them come in and, you know, beat the shit out of Triple H. Right. Uh, you know, right. beat the shit out of Austin. Beat, just, you know, just come in and beat beat everybody. You know, almost like the Nexus. Yeah. You know, and just have them rallying the troops and then have all the young guys be in the troops. Which is what they were kind of doing with their storyline on Nitro there for that last yeah the new blood anyways. yeah which was yeah. awful it was a great concept on paper but it 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 was executed awfully but yeah they could have expanded on that in the WWF mm-hmm. and yeah and you could have just you could have had the WCW guys uh you know the underdogs fighting from behind and stuff you know just right. using the tactics of you know just just swarm and beat shit out of and then get the fuck out you know they did that with the Nexus and that worked until Super Cena right which I'm sure they would have had super Goldberg or something. So what if, what if little branding, little branding plug there. What if, so they, they hire Bischoff and Ric Flair, right. As authority figures a little bit later on down the road. Um, so what if they brought them in in a similar fashion that they did, you know, they, Vince McMahon hires them to come in. Well, he hired Bischoff, and then the Ric Flair uh, scenario was Ric Flair or uh, 
Eric Bischoff came in to work for McMahon, but Ric Flair was part owner of Raw. Uh, but what if they had brought both of them in as authority figures, not knowing in kayfabe that Bischoff and Flair were in cahoots to take over the WWE or at least one of their shows, right? So Raw is a two-hour show. And at that point, half of their show on Raw was the invasion angle, right? Mm-hmm. So what if the storyline went into they finally they're like being weasels backstage and rallying the troops quote unquote of some of the ex WCW guys ex ECW guys that were already established there like Jericho and shit like that um and also like getting phone calls from guys you know they they can kind of play off it a little bit where they're talking to people that they know are openly from WCW and start the invasion from their point of view not through the McMahons, because the whole thing was about the McMahons. It wasn't about the invasion. Yeah. So Flair and Bischoff bring in, start taking over the shows. And then where, you know, say, you know, this would have been really early for this to happen, but say Raw ended up being three hours, right? Even if it was two hours, the first half of Raw is WWF Raw. The second hour of Raw would have been WCW Nitro or vice versa. They said they had all the branding. They could do all that. They could do the new blood thing, but kind of squash what they were doing with it in WCW and do it right with, you know, the people they had around. Cause as bad as this angle was, it was a better time creatively than, you know, we've seen in a long time. Uh, just this angle was really bad. You know, I think bringing DDP in against the undertaker was fine, but the, the whole fucking creep angle. Yeah. Was awful. That was plus if we would have had it our way or they even they would have had it their way the undertaker feud would have 100% and should have 100% been who if they could have gotten them oh state 100% yeah like you can't you, we still we will never and i'm and i feel 100% backed by saying this or you know i feel it will never get that ever. We will never get Sting versus The Undertaker. Yeah, and that's like one of the big uh, losses of, you of know. all time. Like that's, oh my god, man! I wasn't even a huge Sting fan growing up. I liked Sting, but I didn't watch WCW. But even I knew I needed to see Sting versus The Undertaker. So yeah, you have that right off the bat, you bring in Goldberg while Stone Cold still wrestling. You have Goldberg versus Stone Cold. Like they had some interactions, but they never really had a proper match. Uh, like there's so many of those scenarios, you know. Then you even down the line, obviously they do Rock Hogan, which makes sense. Uh, man, and then the same with again with ECW. I was a huge fan, but what could you do with Mike, Mikey Whipwreck and New Jack and you know Shane Douglas and Balls Mahoney? You know, again. They were top guys in W in ECW, but in WWE's product, you know, the Sandman sucked for the most part. Sorry if you know you fucking at me all you want, but he was a great character in ECW. But as far as WWF, he was considered to WWF fans who weren't familiar with his work a, a ripoff Stone Cold Steve Austin because he was out there drinking beer and swearing and but he yeah, anyways, so. I don't know because they could have they could have ended up incorporating some of WCW's fucking pay per views, 
instead of the invasion pay-per-view, it would have just, they could have completely rebranded a certain portion of either show to be raw and nitro like it kept. And then they still could have WWF still could have ultimately won the kayfabe war by progressing that throughout a couple years. And then finally, you know, WWE's guys get the win. And then we, we, we have, you know, the NWO didn't last that long when they came over, you know, obviously Booker T made it all the way through with, with very few setbacks. So they did have some of their talent that did well. Um, you know, I just, I feel like if the invade quote unquote, the invasion angle would have worked out better, even if it wasn't our idea. Um, I don't know. I feel like it would have made WWE look like they gave a shit about talent outside of their own because otherwise this whole thing was just a giant squash match well and it was also just a mcmahon circle jerk i mean it yeah, was exactly. that's what yeah, it, exactly. it was mcmahon flexing i mean you know look how he puts himself in the main event with donald trump you know right. the hair versus hair match and you know and he made himself world champion and this and i mean you know and and you know at the it's end of the day yeah, I mean, you know, it, it hasn't been that way much because, you know, physically he can't do what he did. Right. But, uh, you know, shit like that. Um, they did try to have, like, WCW, like, the last hour or half hour on Raw. They tried to that, actually. They tried to have it as WCW, and people did not like it. You know, they, yeah, the, the fans. Um, yeah, so, so they, they, scrapped that one thing when you were talking one thing that i i I would have liked you brought up that if they attacked you know all the young bloods attacked and you know the uh the wcw guys that jumped ship before you know the big show they attacked jericho the radicals oh excuse me yeah if they jumped them and stuff and then you know, and, and this would be long-term storyline, right. which I know is foreign to WWE, but um, yeah, if it doesn't lead, you know, if it's a storyline more than four weeks, it doesn't lead into the next pay-per-view. We can't do it. We can't right. think that far ahead. Um, unless it's Randy Orton challenging for the title six pay-per-views in a row. Anyway, um, I digress. Uh, yeah, so this would be long-term storytelling, but if you had, you know, them attacking uh, the WCW guys that, uh, that, that jump ship and, you know, and do it in like high profile things like they're, you know, fighting for a title or something like that. You, you know, you, you screw them up or you go in, you attack the other guys. So they lose by disqualification. Right. Um, shit like, but so anyway, do that shit going on. And then when the contracts come up for the big boys for your Hogan's and Nash's and stuff, and they come in, then you have the new guys jumping them and saying, where were you? We needed you. You know, you could have it to where they were, you know, the new guys were getting beat down and stuff. And then these old, old, the old guard comes in, new guys started attacking them. Now you got, you know, you could have Sean Stasiak versus Scott Hall, right. you know, shit it's like that to like establish. The young bloods you, would become more of the anti heroes between both brands. Yep. And then you get a new crop of stars just by matching them up with uh, established people to work with and stuff. So I don't know. Unfortunately, with WWE, they didn't need new stars. They had their own new stars. So acquiring a whole company, all they did 
at least in retrospect, from my point of view, is hire a bunch of people temporarily to squash them to make their brand look superior, yeah. which, hey, it, it is what it is. It's not my company. It's not your company. That's what they wanted to do with it. And all these guys and girls decided to go along with it. You know, I mean, honestly, oddly enough, the women of this invasion turned out to have more success than any of the men. Almost. Yes. You know, Stacey Keebler and uh, 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 yeah. fitness model, um, Tori, Tori Wilson. Yeah. Um, you know, several of the WCW women that came over actually ended up doing pretty good for themselves in WWF, WWE. Um, but I think, like I said, at the end of the day, ultimately and unfortunately, this whole angle was booked very lackadaisically, um, which you and I just came up with several very simple long-term story stories to tell to make that whole thing more interesting. Yeah, at the end of the day, you could still end up squashing all that talent if you want, but tell a story in the meantime. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps us interested in it. Otherwise, it's like, you know, for a WWE fan, we saw a bunch of people we've never seen before get the shit kicked out of them. We, that doesn't give us anything. It's just a bunch of giant jobbers. Um, so ultimately, I think, you know, there could have been a, a more interesting and intriguing, entertaining way to go about the invasion, quote unquote. Um, but I don't think it would have really helped anything in the law. Like, you know, what I, what we like to have tried to do in the early episodes is really try to cap it off at the end of the segment with where the business would be now if this would have happened this way. Um, which is kind of the whole thing of sideways in time. It's the back to the future thing. You know, how would the space time continuum have changed if this had happened? And with the invasion thing, there may be, because if they had booked it a little differently in their favor, at least a little bit, they would have had like uh, uh, Chuck Palumbo, who was, should have been destined to be great things wasted talent yeah you know maybe they would have noticed because of the way they told the story like actually you know what this guy's got potential i don't care that he's a wcw guy let's give him a chance let's let's push him a little bit imagine seeing that dude like so what i'm trying to say is at the end of the day there might have been the possibility of guys like chuck palumbo being a world champion Mm -hmm. you know in there with john cena and stuff in that era because that's where he would have ended up you know it would have taken him a few years to get there still because he was still green in wcw um but guys like that would have gotten because the old guys like ddp none of them lasted long anyway you know they they were there because they were the only big names they could get at the time booker t again being one of if not the best one they pulled over the whole time so ultimately you know, history definitely could have drastically changed for that company had they actually made some stars out of the ones they brought over from WCW. Not so much Hogan and, and company, but the young bud, no pun intended. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately the invasion angle, angle kind of sucked in retrospect. Um, yeah, and, and it had it, so much hype. It had so much potential and it just, it, was, it, it landed like a fart in church. Which is kind of going back to our original discussion about AEW and WWE and that war and why I asked where is it headed if we're if we're going to have a fucking war remember what the war how the war ended the first time it ended in that invasion angle that lasted about a year maybe two years and then we never basically heard about it ever again like mm-hmm. so ultimately stop stop asking for a war and just watch the wrestling damn it Ah, anyways, so yeah, that'll do it for uh, our what of segment this year or this week. 
Um, I want to get back into tweeting out uh, some suggestions. Have you guys vote on them? Because we miss you guys. Yeah. We haven't really been interacting with you guys as much these last couple shows. And uh, that's one of our goals, honestly, of starting this podcast is to interact with you guys, make some friends. Um, you know, we ain't some hoity toity. Maybe somebody to play Xbox with, like yeah. Back for Blood, Celtic Swede on Xbox. Do it. Or Lucha Chris on PS4. I play PS4. No, no, that's the one war. That's the war I will die for. The (laughs) Xbox PS4 war. We'll talk about that. Let's talk about that next week then. I'll write it down right now. Xbox (laughs) versus PS4. All right. uh, So let's move on um, to a couple of odds and ends. First of all, as usual, I want you guys to go over and check out our YouTube channel, Sideways in Time Network. Uh, again, hasn't happened yet. I know we've said it every week for the last few weeks, but slowly but surely, we're going to get some ideas together to throw some new content on there for you guys. So far, it's just the video version of these podcasts. So if you want to see our, our beautiful faces, uh, while we discuss wrestling, come on in, leave some comments, like, share, subscribe, you know, the, I mean, come on, we all know what's going on with, uh, how YouTube works. If you like what you see, hit the like button. If you really like what you see, hit that subscribe button and the little bell notification so that you get all of uh, notifications every time we put out a new video, which at least as of right now is once a week. Um, and I, I do want to say something like I was listening and uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard is over a hundred thousand uh, subscribers on YouTube and, and uh, Eric Bischoff is like 670,000 subscribers on YouTube. Now our goal we, we have we have a small goal. We want to get to 10,000 subscribers, and we are only 94 subscribers away from 100. So, hey, if we get 100, there's like there things will happen for us, and by and by doing so, things will happen for you. Because the higher our subscribers get, the more incentives we're going to give you for subscribing. Because you can't just subscribe and oh yeah. We subscribe to the channel and we watch you. No, you guys should get something out of the deal too. So yeah. the the higher this 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 bumps up, the more content we're going to drop for you, the more entertainment we'll we'll have for you, and the more things we'll actually physically have for you, the listener and the viewer. So uh, I just wanted to mention that yet again. And as always, right over here, sideways in time uh, on Twitter at podcast kinda, of course at Lucha Chris TV at Patriot Pat underscore 1776 uh i wanted to jump into a couple of odds and ends we got to get going here in about a couple minutes so just real quick uh the pwi women's 150 uh was released and it's pretty fucking epic um number one first of all i didn't expect it and I, but i ain't mad and it's if only wwe would continuously see uh the potential in this number one pick this year bianca belair is number one in PWI's I'm, top one. I'm behind that. Uh, and then uh, Girl from Stardom. I'm not familiar. Uh, Utami, I think is her name. She's number two. Um, All right. I know JCB will be able to correct me because he he watches Stardom. Um, uh, Donna Perazio or Perazio? Diana Perazzo. Perazzo. I'm terrible. Anyways, uh, she was, came in at number three from Impact Wrestling. Britt Baker. I think that. Yeah. Britt Baker, number four, AEW. Okay. Thunder Rosa, number five, AEW. <laughs> Sasha Banks, number six. All right, sure. Uh, another stardom uh, at number seven with Siri. 
number eight, Io Shirai, NXT. I haven't really heard that name lately because NXT is NXT now. The, 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 and so I'm actually impressed to hear that name on this list. And, and that and so so high. Uh, Stardom, again, apparently is killing it. Uh, Tam Nakato? Nakato? Jason, help me out. Came in at number nine. And then number 10, uh, Braun Strowman's cute little girlfriend. Raquel Ray Gonzalez. <laughs> Yeah, Raquel <laughs> Gonzalez at number 10. Um, pretty cool top 10, but what I feel is even more impressive for me personally is there's a handful. I'm going to miss a couple, and I apologize um, for missing it, but uh, there's some on this list that I'm really proud of because there's some local, uh, not even local, but indie darlings that we we get to see when we go to our Journey Pro shows or the St. Louis shows. Uh, and, uh, number 43 unicorn par- party, uni- the party unicorn. I'm, I'm all stuttering, stumbling over my words here. Lady luck. That's number awesome. 43 dude. She's coming up quick, super yeah. quick. And I'm for it, man. She's killing it right now. So, well, she- and yeah, and she was on busted open. She challenged thunder Rosa number five, and they're going to be wrestling in Texas on November 20th. So cool. And from, from what the challenge thunder Rosa threw down, it's going to be a street fight. You know, I'm into it. Man, I, Cause she might've said false count anywhere. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I know it's a street fight. So as, yeah. as silly as the, uh, uh, lady luck gimmick could be. She's actually she's a fucking fantastic wrestler. Um, oh yeah, I've seen her. I've seen her twice. Once in that triple threat, and then right before the pandemic, they had that battle royal, and I saw her in there, and I was like, "What's a female yeah. doing in a man's battle royal?" And then I'm like, totally. "Oh yeah, I'm at an indie show." Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another one too that I'm really proud of. She's one of the probably one of the youngest wrestlers, uh, if not the youngest wrestler on the list. Um, and she's coming up quick. She's another St. Louis. I don't. I don't know if she's from St. Louis or not. I haven't done a deep dive like that, but uh, she's a regular in St. Louis, especially with uh, St. Louis Anarchy and Glory Pro, WrestleMax. Those uh, uh, Billy Starks came in at 104. Um, Pizza Cat Jr., a.k.a. Uh, super cool. She is a rising star, especially being that she's only like 17, 18. Oh, shit. Something like that. She's not I barely 18 if she's 18. Um and she's been killing it for the last couple of years. Like she's got all the right people around her pushing her, uh, you know, the cream rises to the top. Uh, so super proud of her. And then this one's, uh, I've been following this girl as a fan and we've become friends, you know, uh, over the last couple of years, this one is well-deserved, well-deserved, uh, Tootie Lynn, the blue dragon, one thirty-nine. Nice. Just the fact that she's on this list in general is huge. She's been doing great things. Obviously, she was the final participant in the, uh, in, or uh, she was the final participant eliminated at in uh, NWA Empower, the Women's Invitational Cup. Uh, she wrestled 30, 30 minute Iron Woman match against uh, Trish Adora. Um, she's just she's she's been killing it forever and again i've been watching her since she started wrestling and the fact that she's even on this list no matter how high or low first of all she's got to feel amazing second of all her family's got to feel great because they're one of the most supportive families i've ever met uh and her peers and and the people she wrestles with and everything they're so supportive of her as as are we as fans i'm so stoked to see her on this list 
Uh, and there are more, like I said, I, I'm sure I missed a few. Um, but either way, it's exciting to see all those indie names on that list because they're, they're the future of this business, clearly. And uh, it's super cool. Hey, Patrick. Yeah. You got anything you want to end us on? Um, uh, stay tuned. We got big surprise for next week. We do. I was actually, I had totally forgot I was going to mention that until just now. Yeah. Next week is our Halloween episode. We're going to do this Halloween themed. I'm not going to have s- a costume. Oh, I think I might too, actually. Uh, we're supposed to have a guest. And I'm mm-hmm. saying supposed to because sometimes you never know. Uh, as of right now, it's set in stone. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. We're going to do an interview with them. Um, and then we're going to ask them to, uh, to stick around and see if they'll, they'll hang out with us for the rest of the show. We may go a little long. I took the day off. Uh, so if we go long, we'll split it into two parts. It's a, it's a celebration. It's Halloween. You know, it's my favorite holiday. Yeah. So we're going to celebrate next week. Regardless, it's going to be a great show. I'm going to go ahead and give it away. Our what if next week, you want to, you want to tell them what our, what if for next week is. Uh, what, what if Pat, uh, was born without a micro penis? Um, <laughs> that's a callback to, that's actually a callback to when you left me alone. Um, oh, great. <laughs> I'll find that out when I'm editing. Uh, no, I, no, think, uh, what, I think we voted what against if, that one. Yeah. Yeah. What if, uh, NXT did not work out? What if NXT never happened? What nope, if that's not next week's? Next week's the Halloween show. What if the Undertaker gimmick didn't work? Okay. Okay. So next week's what if is what if Pat remembered the correct what if? That's okay. I mean, you're getting old, you know? It happens. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you very much. I'm not that much younger. Sucker. Um, also next week, because um, next week is the last show before we go to AEW Diamondite um, at the uh, Cable Dahmer Arena in, in Pedandance. Um, You're talking like me right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so next week, not only will I have a costume, but I'm going hat shopping because you see how much taller I am with this? Yeah. I'm 6'2". I don't want to wear this um, and block the person behind me. So I will be getting... So I'm going to wear that next week as well, so you can pick me out in the crowd. Because by the way, speaking of him being six two, I'm five five. If you've ever seen us in public together, we look like a really bad drug deal gone bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we couldn't be more opposites uh, as far as our appearance. <laughs> so yeah, next week's going to be super exciting. I'm excited, regardless of whether we get the guest or not. I really hope we do because I think we will. This person's going to be a blast. I've I've get I've got to see them uh, perform a few times now and extremely entertaining and it'll fit right in with the halloween episode uh so anyways uh that being said again follow us on twitter follow us on uh or or subscribe on youtube uh you can join us on the sideways times nerd group on facebook if you'd like uh hey i'm lucha chris at lucha chris tv on twitter patriot pat at patriot pat underscore 1776 patrick how about you? Uh, how about you guide us on out again? Okay. Well, as Don't usual, Chris, it was a joy it. chatting with you. <laughs> okay. Well, it, we gotta end. I know. It's we gotta. Bad. We gotta end, and and that makes me sad. Um, I agree. You know, because now I gotta go grocery shopping. Um, Always and, uh, going grocery shopping. 
Go. Well, yeah, it's what I do after the show. Oh, I can't, I can't do you it. You coming with me? I can't do it. Aw. Well, damn. You look well, like Dan Hauser when you're that small. Well, maybe uh, very, very, very nice, very evil. Very, very masked, very evil. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Uh, all that shit that Chris said, Chris, it was enjoy chatting with you again. Always. All my viewers, all our viewers and listeners. Uh, oh, no, they're yours. Uh, enjoy. Take care. I want everybody to keep Hacksaw Jim Duggan in your thoughts and prayers. He had emergency surgery. Everything came out okay. I, um, th- I that, saw the thumbs up picture, so everything's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. And Hacksaw should be on the Mount Rushmore of National Treasures. It should be him, Mr. Rogers, Steve Irwin, and LeVar Burton. Um, All right, everybody. Hacksaw is a beautiful soul. And on that note, mark the fuck out. Mark the fuck out, everybody. Hey, tune in next week, and thanks for tuning in this week and all the previous weeks and all the future weeks. (laughs) See See you next week, everybody.